Hey guys, welcome back to Physical Culture. Today is episode two, where we're taking inventory on Sal. I ask him a couple of questions, and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode because we get to learn a little bit more about Sal. So the topics that I dove into are, I ask him, what is a mini cut? What's he doing right now? And what are the benefits of a mini cut? So you guys will learn all about that. Then I ask him what bodybuilding personally means to him and how it's changed his life and how he's connected to the sport. And lastly, we talk about one of the biggest pieces of bodybuilding, which is posing, the art of posing, and how frequently you should be practicing while you're in off-season and right before competition and stepping on stage. Uh, okay, you want to, you have some questions for me. Yes. I think we should address that. Yes, 100%. Let's go. Okay, so hit me. All right. So can you explain what a mini cut is and why someone might consider incorporating it into their fitness routine? Okay. And what are the primary benefits and goals of a mini cut? Okay. So mini cut, it's just, it's just a cute word to say I'm going through a diet. Um, <laughs> but like there is a bit more to it in the sense like a mini cut should be short and sweet. There is a, there is, there is foundation on like on a physiological, physiological point saying that like if you kind of lose weight very fast early at the beginning, you kind of flush out, lose a lot of fat. And it's like so rapid that you barely lose muscle mass. So the whole point of a mini cut is should be short. That's number one. If you, so how long? So four to six weeks. If you extend it more than that, then you might as well lose body weight at a slower pace. And then in that case, um, just do a normal diet where you're going to preserve muscle during the period. So if it's a mini cut, if you're going to go with a bang, it has to be short. So four to six weeks. And personally, me, I know my metabolism enough that I know my numbers. So when I, when I want to do a normal deficit, let's say I'll be eating like 25, 2400 calories as I'm coasting. But when I do a mini cut, I'm like 2000 or less. Combined with a lot of cardio. Again, that's mm-hmm. something that works for me. The cardio part is not mandatory for a mini cut. Mm-hmm. But with the way my metabolism works, which is more of a thrifty, meaning that I don't need a lot of food to be in a surplus from my maintenance. But if I go in a deficit, I need to constantly adjust the needle a way or another in order to keep losing. That's how my, my body works. So that's why I go with an aggressive deficit. For me, like 2,000 or less. And then cardio, and I start losing. So, so how much cardio do you do? So I, I you guys are gonna like, like this. I kind of <laughs> ramp up, you know, but like for sure, four hundred a day. Four hundred calories, yeah. calories, yeah, for sure, four hundred calories of cardio a day. Um, if you're a client of me, you know what that means. Uh, if not, one day we'll elaborate more about like how to track, why to track. It'll be a good conversation, yeah. but I don't want to monopolize the conversation about this. So four hundred calories, which is gonna be roughly half an hour every day. Um, roughly an hour, uh, more half an hour, half an hour to 45, 45 minutes, minutes yeah. you know, like if I go hard 30 minutes to 45 and then I do that pretty much every day. Um, and then I've had some days whenever time allows it, I'll do more. Like the mini cut is always a mentality of like, it's a bit like overreaching when you're training. It's like, you rather do more than less. Mm-hmm. It's one of those times where you're like, if I go a bit too far, it's okay. Like, like when you're two weeks in, there's less than a month left to go. So like, it's very fast. Uh, ideally no cheat meal on a mini cut. You kind of just, you know, you, because a cheat meal might make you lose two days. And at this point you shouldn't have just done even shorter. Right. So that's, that's what a mini cut is. 
Um, and then you're expecting kind of a significant weight loss. For me, I think in, in four to six weeks, it was like a little over 10 pounds. Wow. So like it was very fast. Um, like I was at 200. I'm at 187, probably 186. So damn, guys. damn. But you know, it's like, that's why, that's why like when you go through these cycles, you realize it's not that big a deal when you gain weight. Because not because you, it's okay to gain weight. I'm just saying, don't like when you're in a massing phase, you shouldn't freak out that your body doesn't look its best because you hold the power, right? And like you see, in one mini cut, I brought myself back to a shape that I find like I'm very happy with. Like like if I was not competing for bodybuilding, this is probably the shape I'd like to maintain at that weight. So this is like very achievable. Well, I think the beauty in bodybuilding is that we learn how to manipulate our body, right? So you take control. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the part that I, I always have a hard time explaining, but like how every show you gain a bit of wisdom, yeah. it's that. It's just you start understanding. It starts becoming less magical and becomes very, very simple as you go through these cycles. Like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. For me, sense. it's still magical. I'm still in the beginning <laughs> phases. I'm like, you're wow. The, you're in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> All of this is new to me, so I'm learning. I'm still like a, I'm, I'm a novice. I'm a baby. That's okay. Baby. You're a pretty good novice. <laughs> um, I don't remember everything you asked, but there's one thing that I really wanted to mention. What you said, what's the point of a mini cut? Yeah, a mini cut can be done a few different reasons. One could be like me personally, I'm doing it so that I want to sit down at that weight for a while, maybe go up or stay, and then kind of do another plateau of a mini cut. So it's like very short and sweet, and I have periods in between that I'm eating at least at maintenance, that's when I'm like really building my muscles. During those mini cuts, I'm kind of just getting rid of a bit of fat in spurts so that my next prep, I'm going to be starting from a lower body weight. It's going to allow me to probably get even deeper into the conditioning or at least not be overwhelmed by how much weight I have to lose. This is one thing I've learned with the years. I think years. that's a really beautiful approach so that you don't overwhelm yourself and no, then make prep even harder because yeah. it's really hard to start from a high body fat percentage and just ramp up your cardio and being in a deficit. And, and it's not and, fun. No, it's not. It's not fun. <laughs> and the longer you're in a diet, the more chance you are to lose muscle. Yeah. So... And you never want to lose muscle on, on prep. Like, this is the worst case scenario. So um, I think that's important. One more thing I'd like to mention, mini cuts are also really good to sharpen your skill as a bodybuilder. Because if I wasn't for those mini cuts, I have two, at least two years between shows. If I were to spend two years without dieting, it would be extremely hard to get back at it. And like, like now I'm like, like I'm, I'm, I'm done with my mini cut. It's my last day today. And it's like so many skills I had forgotten, even ways to use the food scale. I'm mm -hmm. like, Oh, it's so much easier that way. And, and ways of time my meals and move things around in my meal plan is like the way of doing my cardio. Like I'm just like, Oh my God, like I'm relearning things that I knew, but were just buried in the back of my head. And like going through those phases during those two years just keeps you sharp. My next prep, when it comes, I'll be ready. Like as of day one, there's no question as to like how you're how, polishing up your skills, polishing up my skills, so that it's not as overwhelming. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. That's a mini cut for you. Thank you. Awesome. Next question. Next question. <laughs> um, so bodybuilding can have various meanings and motivations for different individuals. Um, could you share what bodybuilding means personally to you and what drives your passion for this sport? Okay. I am utterly obsessed with the sport. Like, I love it so much. I love everything about it. Some people like the training part. 
you know, not a fan of the dieting part or they like the, they don't like the posing part or the going on stage part. I love all of it. Even the dieting part, I find it hard. It's probably what I struggle the most with is like restricting food. I love eating. Um, and I don't feel like I get satiated as well as other people. So like for me, it's like always a battle. When I'm hungry, I'm hungry all the time. So I find it hard, but I love it. I love the feeling of telling my body, yo, um, I hold the steering wheel. I tell you when you eat. You're not gonna, you can yell all day, I'm hungry, but I tell you when you eat. And that feeling that you have on your body, I just think like you're so empowered, right? So I like that, the, the self-control, the spiritual and mindful part of it. I like the physical part. I feel like no man should go through their life not tapping into their full potential, experiencing how it feels to just have a lot of muscle and be strong and just feel like a whole well-oiled up machine. I say no man, no woman. Like I feel like every human being need to like experience this because it's so empowering. Like people with low self-confidence, a few years under their belt of training and suddenly like they're way more confident. There's a reason to that. So not only the physical aspect, it's really how you feel the fact that you're able to do something that you never thought you were able to do before to push your limits, to show up consistently and to even on the days where you don't feel like doing it and you're tired or whatever it is and you still show up, it's like you feel like a warrior and you feel like a boss. There's not a single day that I had, I was not in the mood to train and I didn't feel a thousand times better after my workout right 100 you always feel better after like this is I, I hate people who use the word always or never but like this is one of those situations where like it's just i've never seen it happen somebody who trained i'm like i feel still feel like shit like everybody feels better you know yeah. even if it's one percent you feel better and like what you just said is it's so cool because like it's true like like bodybuilding is a slow sport very very delayed gratification in terms of like improvement on your body but you literally have instant gratification every day you show up to the gym you have validation every time you hit a new pr that you get a few more reps that you you do something better that you feel your muscle better like all these things you get validation all the time so like who wouldn't want to go through life like that like you you know you get your little dopamine shot from your likes and your your comments on your instagram but like this is like real life dopamine this is like yo i did that i accomplished that so this is like way more satisfactory you know so that's why i love bodybuilding I love the posing. I just love the posing. You know, like that's this is that's that's another part about bodybuilding that some people are not in love with. They like they do it because it kind of it comes with the territory. But personally, I love the posing. I, I it's something that I keep trying to get better at, and I like, I'm, I'm a bit saddened that it's not that important for placing in bodybuilding. Like it, it's not that relevant, but. I think if you really respect the sport, you should take the posing seriously. Well, it's an art. It really is an art. And I think bodybuilding more so than my division is bikini. I don't find it's the same at all. I kind of wish that we had to like show our muscle a little bit more. Um, But bodybuilding, like watching him do his posing is mesmerizing. Like I love to watch it. And I love it's just you see every single muscle and it's so freaking cool. Yeah, I I always say that. I don't know. I think it's cool that I say that, but. I don't know if it resonates with a lot of people, but like, especially being a natural bodybuilder, mm. you're an illusionist. I see myself as an illusionist. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to fool anyone. When I step on stage, perfect conditioning, maybe I'm 170 pounds and I'm a six feet tall guy, you know? So it's not that impressive in terms of how big I am. I'm actually a pretty small guy, but 
when I hit my pose, you think I'm 220. Mm -hmm. You know, when I hit my pose right, you think I'm huge. And this is what bodybuilding is. It's, like, it's almost like a magic trick. It's like the way I place myself, that angle is the most flattering for my physique. And that's why it's an art because everybody has a different physique. So you got to find the right angles for you, you know. You got to find a way to hit them that makes you look good. And that's the feedback I got on, on the video. Everyone's like, your coach is a beast. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like 190 right now. And it's like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not a small guy. Like I've been lifting a long time. But like <laughs> the guys, if you would see my Instagram feed, like it's all guys that are like 300 pounds, you know, it's like 250. It's all these like big athletes that are huge. So when I look at myself, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You know, but if, if all you see in the screen is my body, you don't know that I'm, I'm 190 or 300. Like if I hit it right, you see muscles like that guy's big, you know? That being said, how often do you think a competitor, someone who's in prep or even like the year ahead before competition, yeah. how frequently should, do you recommend that someone practices? Okay. Um, I'm going to wrap up with that. I'm going to mention an event that happened between you and I when we were training together. Um, so that day, like lately, obviously, like uh, after my mini cut, I feel a bit leaner. I feel a bit better in my skin. Like uh, I like I like to look at my body. I like to also assess, okay, well, this has changed. This is pretty much the same. This needs improvement. Like this is the moment I like to look at myself to see what needs to get better. So I, I personally, I pose every day. I pose between my sets. I'm already there and I have to recover anyway. So I pose between my set. I practice. I think posing should be done all the time, at least for bodybuilding. For bikinis, like at least your front and your back pose and then your flow and your steps because you're in your heels. So you can do it during your workouts. Uh, this you could do it like sporadically, but like keep staying sharp with your skills a couple times a month, couple times a week if you're very, you have the time for it. And then, but in your front and your back pose, you kind of always hit it during your workouts to kind of look, okay, yeah. Oh, if I just twist a little bit, oh, that's better. So like that, that takes time. These things takes time. Uh, but then we were kind of flexing one day together. I think it's the day we filmed that video, you know? Mm -hmm. And you, you kind of said, oh, we're such douchebags, you know? And I looked at you and said, well, fuck, I've been a douchebag for a long time then, you know? Because, like, <laughs> I've been doing, I've been butt naked in the gym for a long time. And it's like, it made me realize that, oh my God, it's true. What we're doing is not like necessarily conform to like society's mainstream. <laughs> etiquette, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, like we're behaving in a certain way that could come across as like vanity or uh, self and self-obsessed or whatever, you know, narcissistic. And I'm just like, but like, I, I, I honestly mean, it doesn't come from that place. Like I really actually like to see what I can improve. It's like that, that obsession that I have with like, it could be better. It could be better. It's like that painting you keep coming back to. You keep adding a line, adding a line. It's like, it's not there yet, you know? And it's how I feel. So when I'm posing, I keep looking. I keep like, I keep wanting to be better, you know? And that's why when you said that, I was like, oh my God, like I'm so privileged because we have our own gym. Mm. We have our own place. Like I'm like all the all the clients and the trainers know like Sal's walking around butt naked. Like they 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 all seen me, so it's nothing new and it's very not normal. It's coming when you're in a public gym. It's different, you know. So I I really empathize with people who are in a public gym and like it's not that you you want to give power to the people who I might hit my poses you. in a public gym. Exactly. I like that. <laughs> so so this was my point, right? Like like. You can't let people who might judge you stop you from doing what you want. Like, you got to do it. And plus, if you're going to step on stage butt naked, like, you need to be comfortable with having a pair of eyes. 
you need to overcome that fear. And that's why, like, I just do it anywhere. Because if you're about to step on stage in a little song, you got to be, like, you just have to be comfortable to do it anywhere. Well, you see, sometimes I'm a little too kind. So I like your energy. I like that you said that. You just have to do it. But I'm still going to mention that some gyms might not allow it, right, for you to take off your shirt. Like, I've been to Energy Cardio when Mm. I couldn't even wear a tank top. So, like, you also don't want to annihilate the place that you're going to spend so much time to to train so like but if there's a studio like i remember there's a gym where i was not allowed to just walk around shirtless but there was a studio with a mirror and i went there every freaking day after my workout spent 10 minutes just hitting my pose working on my flow so like you said when there's a will there's a way you figure it out but you got to practice frequently and when you have a pump and you're training it's a good time to practice because like you're going to get a pump and you're going to carb up before stepping on stage. So this is when you, you can know your best angles. Yeah. I just want to add on to that. Um, I don't think it's self-obsession in like the term, like vanity way. I think it's just like being really proud of yourself. And I think there's like a lot of people that are like, wow, like she's only happy because she's fit or he's only happy because he's big or whatever. And like they, they kind of, um, diminish it or Mm -hmm. kind of they 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 kind of tear you down but the thing is why is it wrong to be proud of your hard work you know so that's something that i really want to bring forth and i really want people to appreciate about themselves like if you work hard for something love yourself you know and be proud of it like you're allowed to give yourself permission to fully (laughs) be proud like sal and sweetren are always gonna have your back you know like physical culture our podcast there's a word culture in it because like you come hang out with us you take off your shirt and you hit a pose never you're even gonna get a feeling of like why is she doing this no we're rooting for you we're rooting for you and like no matter where you are in your journey like i there's nothing more exhilarating than just like when i see you hitting your pose and when i see my client just like sometimes I see them, they walk into the mirror and they're like, you know, they just like act like they're walking, but they just want to see themselves. And I'm like, I'm sending it back. I'm like, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Look at that biceps. And Feel I keep cringing them, you know, yeah. like, like don't, don't try to close yourself. Like enjoy it. Yeah, we shouldn't shame people for wanting to feel their best. No, we're constantly shaming people for judging others, for um, like putting pressure on people to look a certain way. Well, we need to also respect people who want to look a certain way you know 100 so yeah yeah we celebrate you guys we celebrate physical culture <laughs> that's right taking inventory <laughs> thank you guys for joining us on this second episode of taking inventory i hope you guys got some great insight on mini cuts my perspective about bodybuilding as well as the importance of posing practice i hope you guys tag along on this physical journey with us and we're looking forward to catch you on the next episode we've got so much more coming for you guys ciao